This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Muck Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Muck Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Muck Delivery just like Leicester City this season. So the only thing left to say is, you win, order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants, 18 plus. Rewards registration required, points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Your favorite band's about to play a sold-out show, and you definitely got tickets. And drinks. Now hurry and make it back to your spot. Pass this person and that person about 20 more. Ooh, watch out for feet. Hey. Just keep going. A little further. Oh, there's your friend. Over here. Right where you want to be. Close enough to see the set list. And they're definitely playing your song. When you're with Amex, it's not if it's going to happen, but when. American Express. Don't live life without it. Watch and subscribe on YouTube and listen on your podcast platform. Hi everybody, Jerry Taggart here. Now be sure to watch Chris and Lester Till I Die TV by subscribing on YouTube and following them on social media for all the latest Leicester City news and information. Come on you foxes! Strap yourself in because we're set up, switched on and ready to go. Foxes fans, um, I have a feeling it's going to be one of those days. I think today is going to be it. If it can go wrong, 
A bit like Leicester at Burton Albion. If it can go wrong, it will go wrong. How are you doing this morning? Um, it, we finally we finally got some goals pre-season. Aye. It's got to be something, hasn't it? It's got to be an improvement anyway. Welcome along. It's Leicester Till I Die TV. We're going to be looking at the match yesterday with a QPR fan. You can catch us uh, live on YouTube, Leicester Till I Die TV. And if you are going to watch it on there or you're going to pop over, please press my buttons. I like my buttons being pressed. I tell you every time, press my buttons. Subscribe, like, follow, do the lot. Uh, on Facebook, it's Leicester Till I Die, the, the group, and obviously on Twitter, at Leicester TID. Um, we got um, a, a, a fan coming in from QPR. I'm totally not with it this morning, so we're just we're just going to go for it. We'll bring him in and say, hi, Connor, how are you doing? Yeah, I'm good, thanks. Thanks for having me on. No, thank you for coming on uh, with a big, big smile, and I'm not surprised after <laughs> the way you played. Um, before we start, though, give a shout out. How can people find you, follow you, and do uh, the rest? It, uh, you can find me. It's uh, Connor McCrudden Zero on Twitter and also uh, Connor underscore 1409 on uh, Instagram. Brilliant. Uh, your Twitter link is in the description below on YouTube. So um, people can, can follow you. Did you go to the game or were you like myself watching it on, on uh, online? No, I was at the game yesterday. Um, right. Which is great. Yeah, is it? It's good to be back, isn't it? Oh, definitely, definitely. Yeah. And it seemed on uh, when I was watching it, it a really good atmosphere. No, no, it, it it did. I mean, it wasn't you know it wasn't for the stadium, but it was no. you know people are still sort of cautious. I know the manager was talking about you know fans are still caught sort of cautious of obviously COVID and stuff like that. But you know, no, it was a really really good atmosphere yesterday. Uh, really enjoyed it. Yeah, definitely. And I mean, Rob here. He's he's a, he's a Leicester fan. Uh, great to be at the QPR game. Good banter, banter, and plenty of goals. I mean, it was a goal fest. I mean, we mm -hmm. haven't scored in our first two uh, preseason games. You have. I mean, you know, I was. I've got to be totally honest with you. And we spoke briefly before before we came live. Mm. I'm, you know, if that's the way you're going to play, I'm really impressed. You're going to be up at the top. Yeah, I mean, look, I know um, Oli Oli Gunnar said last week the reason why he wants to play QPR is because they they play like a Premier League team. It suits the way we want to play. And uh, to hear compliments from a Man United manager, and I know Brendan and Kalechi and actually both said, you know, we we want to play QPR. It'd be a difficult game, hard to break down. You know, all these compliments are being thrown at us, and you know we are living up to that expectation, which is obviously really good to see from a QPR perspective. Yeah. Good morning to Ant there, Ant's Leicester fan channel. He was on my show last week. He's going to be on as well on Tuesday when we look uh, back at Leicester's last season and forward to next season. Go and give him a follow and a subscribe. He's a great guy, great channel. Um, <laughs> my daughter, who, uh, hmm. yes, of course I rule. Um, <laughs> you know I'd cut you out the will if you said anything different. <laughs> and uh, I think Munzi's uh, building up my uh, my part here. Um, I'm a leg end. I don't know about a leg end. <laughs> I tell you. Um, and yet we'll give a shout out to the Man United agenda. Mm. 
Good channel. Even though they are bottom of the quiz league, by the way, I should point that out. We we do a quiz league on here, Connor, and mm. uh, uh, yeah, let's just say they are bottom. <laughs> of the uh, but um, yeah, I mean, you beat QPR. I'm sorry, you beat QPR. You are QPR. You beat Man United. And mm. I'm just looking at it now, and I think we shot four two. I mean, mm. what was that? A, a strong team you put out? Uh, yeah. Also, I mean, Man was... United put out. Well, well, you know, you look at Man United's team, the whole team combined, wasn't there, obviously, their, their full first team. I mean, Rashford's away, I mean, Sancho's away, Maguire's away, but that team cost £170 million pounds they put out, you right. know? So yeah. it, it isn't like it's one of those teams to be frowned upon. You had internationals in it, you know, you had, you know, Greenwood, Matic, Mata, Daniel James, uh, Lingard, you know, it, mm. it wasn't, uh, when Bissaka was playing, it wasn't a bad team, it wasn't the strongest team, yeah. but... Ultimately, you can only play what's in front of you. £170 million worth of talent on the pitch. Mm. In no disrespect, but you think that they should be should be beating you, you oh, know. De- and I, definitely. Mm. You know. Uh, and I'll just bring Munzi back in because she's a Man United fan. So if you just want to read that score out to her again, so <laughs> she can enjoy it. Well, I believe it was 4-2 to QPR. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, and like Ant said here, uh, whatever United team is on the pitch will be filled with world class players. Of course, yeah. it will. You know, I mean, you'd never accuse them of buying the league, but you know, the fact mm-hmm. that they spent over a hundred million pounds in the transfer, you do wonder <laughs> about it. You do wonder yeah. about it. Um, it says here, QPR, JB, good, e- good morning. I, should say, I say good evening a lot because I usually do my shows at night. QPR were class, but then DACA turned up. I'll be honest with you. Mm. This time when I was watching it online and um, the, the Leicester commentators were saying, you were giving us everything we needed mm. in um, in a pre-season friendly. I mean, you know, we, we, we hadn't done well um, on uh, our previous pre-season games, but then this was the, the first main one, if you like. Mm. Um, and sorry, I'm laughing here because Munzi, I've just changed the sex. <laughs> <laughs> Not a woman. Munzi, I am sorry. Uh, I don't know. You know, you just get something in your mind and you run with it, you know. And uh, go say good morning to Static. But no, we you know we had our a very strong lineup. You mentioned that sort of pre show when we started. Um, mm. That we put out. They stayed on longer. And, you know, the previous two games we'd swapped 11. Uh, at half time, um, but it was only like on 60 odd minutes when we, you know, seemed to bring on the seventh cavalry and then we changed all the players mm. in one go. I mean, I felt sorry for the ref having to check everybody, and I'm sure he did a head count afterwards, but mm. that was when we started playing. You gave us a really, really, really tough game, and it was probably what we needed, to be honest with you. And at one point, I thought you were going to walk away with it. Yeah, I mean, I was, you know, obviously I was, I was watching the highlights and I was listening to the Leicester commentators and they had nothing but praise. But I also, there was a Leicester fan forum I checked this morning. They said, you know, QPR's pressing, they're passing, their movement, everything about them is just, you know, it really did give Leicester, a, and I, mean, I I love Leicester. I mean, I, I was watching, watching them a lot last season. They're sort of like a, I've got a little soft spot for Leicester because of, you know, they're sort of like the underdog story and what, yeah. you know, with the owners and the fans. And obviously Brennan's done a wonderful job. Uh, with and, and their recruitment as well, you know, it's but to really sort of give them a game in terms of football, in terms, you know, when a lot of our players obviously come from the academy or we get them from lower league clubs, it just really shows yeah. how good we're doing as a football club. Um, and yeah, I mean, you know, especially that that first half performance, I mean, 
I don't know if you know, but there's someone called Tony Incenzo. He's, he's a commentator and stuff, and he's been he's been to every QPR home game for the last, I think, 35 years or something. And he yeah. said that first goal we scored was the best goal he's actually seen live. Really? You know, in terms of the movement, it's just yeah, it's it, it's it's breathtaking at times. Yeah, I looked at that, and I know it's a bit of a cliche, but in that first half. Mm. You couldn't probably say who was the Premier League team and who mm. was the Championship team. Yeah, definitely. I mean, you know, I think um, I think in I'm not making excuses for what obviously what, what the scoreline was, but I know Leicester changed. I think they changed virtually their whole lineup in the nine, end. Nine players came on. Yes. Yeah, we yeah. we actually only made five subs. You know, yes. and obviously um, that obviously that doesn't include the goalkeeper. So. That is, you know, so we made four four outfield subs. So to be honest, to to match the intensity, I mean, if we made more subs, I reckon we could have really gone for it because we hit the post twice as well. You know, we we create some really good opportunities. It's just we didn't. It's, things with QPR, we just don't have. We've we've improved our defence over over recent seasons, but there's still silly mistakes in there, which which can cost us. Well, talking of silly mistakes, we we know all about that. I mean, you know, Rob says here. You showed up our weaknesses on set plays. It, it is a it is a weakness for us, you know. Mm. You, I think a couple of goals came from corners. But I mean, I'm just I'm just looking at the stats here, and like you say, 13 attempts to you on goal, 12 to us. I know stats don't sort of tell mm. the whole story, but again, you know, 501 passes to our 533, 687 to 726. You you, you matched us in mm. every every department and. You know, when we got it back to 2 2, I thought, okay, you know, we'll, we'll take a point at this point. And then you went on and got the bloody third again. And I'm thinking, like, for God's sake, will you, will you stop it, please? Yeah. I mean, look, I think, I mean, I mean, stats don't really tell a whole story, you know, no. but I mean, to, I mean, even hearing those stats, it just shows how sort of equal the game was. But, you know, I sort of look at Leicester and I look at their, their expectations for the upcoming season. So they won the FA Cup last year, now only missed out on top four again, you know. Yeah. But I feel now there's a there's a big change to the way Leicester want to play. And I think Dakar and Ian Apcho are definitely the way to go. I, like I said to you before we went live, I think Vardy is slowly... I, all I'm saying is I think Vardy needs to watch. He he definitely won't be starting every game now. No. You know, there is that move away from playing counter-attacking football. I mean, if you do, like you said, against the top teams, you'll be, you can do that. But you know, especially now, teams are going to be sitting back against Leicester. They're gonna, they know what Leicester are about. So you're gonna to have to break teams down. And can Vardy break a team down? Can he? How's he with his one-touch pass and holding up the ball? He's more, from what I know, he's always running into the channels, pressing really high, good clinical finisher when he gets a chance. But when he's playing against a low block, can he produce the goods almost? And I know what you're saying. I mean, he's, you know, he's. Uh... He's getting on a bit now, mm. you know, not unlike, you know, say Charlie Austin, we'll come on to him in a second. But, you know, we've been screaming out for a backup striker for for a few seasons now. And Acho mm. came to his own almost by, 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 you know, by a fluke last season, mm. um, you know, the, the formation work. But, yeah, with Vardy, I think, we, you know, we're going to see the changing of the guard this season. This probably will be his last season. But then, you know, we're going to be on... Um, a, 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 a time when Daka does take over, mm. but you're going to be looking there when you've got 70 minutes and maybe it's nil nil, you're hanging on, or you're one nil and we need something. 
and you see Vardy come on as a super sub on 70 minutes and oh, you're a yeah. defender, you're going to be thinking, fucking hell. <laughs> yeah. give, us a, give us a break, please. You know, Daka's mm. fast. And we saw that yesterday, you know. Um, but you know, that's got to, you know, he's, he's going to be that super sub. If he decides, obviously, at the end of his contract to stay. But I think, mm. you know, I think he'll want to stay. And that will be a great thing for, for him to be. We've just re-signed Old Brighton. He's getting mm. on a little bit now. But again, bring him on for 70 minutes. He can ping those crosses in. So, yeah, Vardy is coming towards the end of his career. Mm. You know, we've, we've got four competitions we're in next season, both the Cups, the Premier League and the Europa. He can't do all four. And if he gets injured... You know, you know, you got Charlie Austin. The injuries now, you know, that age take that bit longer to 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 to, to heal, if you like, and get back back to match fitness. So, mm. but that super sub role, I think, you know, is good. But you know, Charlie Austin, he mm. looked, you know, I mean, you say he's, he's in his early thirties, and mm. I can remember. I, I mean, I live in Paul down in Dorset, and I can remember watching him for Paul Town mm. before we moved to, to to Swindon, and I can't believe he's still around. <laughs> but he looked as sharp as ever. Yeah, I mean, he came to us in, on January on loan. I mean, because it wasn't really working out for him at West Brom. I mean, Allardyce had just came in, and he, yeah. you know, he said to Allardyce said to him, "Look, go out and play some football. You know, I don't, I, I, you're not in my plans here. Rather, you go out and score goals, then you just sort of rot on the bench." He came, yeah. and you know, he had a really good link up with um, Scotland's number nine, Lyndon Dykes. Lyndon Dykes started firing in goals, and. Austin was scoring and also assisting, which is normally you, you didn't normally see that from him. But he had that good partnership, and he yeah. signed on a on a permanent deal this summer. And you know he, you know the one thing I was really frustrated with Austin yesterday. I mean he, he scored a goal really good. It, it's vocal, you know his communication superb, his leadership superb. But he was dropping deep far too much. And well, there's a lot of questions with QPR at the moment because you see sort of if you play two up top, either one of uh, Chris Willock or Elias Chair has to get dropped. But if you play one up top both of them can play so if I'm in Mark Warburton's mind I'm sort of like do I go two up top but then lose one of my creative sparks or do I go one up top and play both my creative sparks so there's so many questions with us that's the best thing I think the best thing about QPR Leicester is that we both have depth now we didn't have depth Leicester didn't have depth you know that's what sort of killed them with the injuries and stuff yeah now we have depth you have depth and you know you it's almost like well who do you play now because you know I mean I look at your left backs you've got Bertrand, um, I know, um, is, what's his name? James Justin, isn't it? James is, is Justin, it? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and also you've got that Thomas as well, who I think is a really good young uh, left-back and play left-wing-back as well. So you've got three options there. Then you look at your midfield as well. But, and also the up front as well. You can go two up top, one up top if you wanted. So th- there's a real sort of optimism around both clubs because I think Leicester now, the expectations have risen on them. They have to get Champions League next year. They want to go for. They want to obviously try and retain the FA Cup. They obviously want to go far in Europa League as well, you know. So and obviously with QPR, the expectation is to get promoted now. So I think bright, bright seasons for both clubs, um, and obviously now they, I think they both have the players to do that. You were saying there, good point, and, and as I say, good morning to Talk MU. How the devil are you, sir? <laughs> All these Man United fans coming on to to, to watch <laughs> to watch a fan from a club that stuffed them four two. Mm. Sorry, did I mention that again? Sorry. Oh yeah. But, <laughs> but Munzi says it, and and I say taking up on what you said then, which is um, the uh, you know, but we we have to get we have to get top four. 
Mm. I mean, Munzi says here, um, what do you think of Rogers as, as I think he's a bottler? I mean, I don't know what you say is bottling it for Leicester City. Is he any more of a bottler than... So just a reply from, from Talk MU here. <laughs> um, is Rogers any more of a bottler than Ole Gunnar Solskjaer? You know, he's had mm-hmm. more money than Rogers to spend and... He hasn't won anything, basically. Yeah. He bottles yeah. it in the semi-finals every time. He bottles it in a in a um in a in a in a final. He's got a goalkeeper that can't score penalties. Just thought I'd slip that in. <laughs> um you know, you see, this is Leicester. We're not one of the so-called big clubs. And I hope in a way, I hope we never become that, you know. But yes, it would have been nice to finish in the Champions League. Of course mm. it would. And we were th- we were the only club that was in the top four all season up to the last week. And yeah, it looks bad because we dropped out the last week for two seasons running. But fifth and Europa League for a club like Leicester mm. isn't isn't bottling it. I mean Munzi's saying here he should be getting you in the top four. Well, okay then. Who's gonna drop out of that top four? Yeah. They're all spending more money than us. You know we can't com- we can't afford a hundred million pound for for Grealish. Um, we can't you know spend the money that um, Liverpool can do if they need to. I mean they've got a pretty damn good squad anyway. Um, but oh, a, a message here from Static. <laughs> oh my gosh, it's Connor. <laughs> <laughs> Your fame precedes you. But I just think you've got to look at this in perspective. You know, and it's like if QPR come up. You know, mm. you you know you're not gonna get into Europe, but mm. if you can come up and realistically for a few seasons be mid-table, that for you isn't bottling it. That for you is doing good. And I think this thing that Brendan Rogers is a bottler, I, mm. I just don't get that. I mean, I mean, you look at even sort of like Aston Villa, the money they've been spending over the last few seasons, even this season, if they lose Grealish, they've already signed his replacement. They're going to get that Leon Bailey. You know that they're, yeah. they're just already, you know. And I think Aston Villa will have a good season next year. But you look at the top four, I mean, like you said, who's going to drop out of it? You've still got the obviously the original City, United, Liverpool, Chelsea. You know, Then you'll see, will Arsenal make a comeback this year? Will Tottenham be up there? I'm sure they will be. You know, mm-hmm. obviously, will West Ham maybe be up there again? Then you look at the teams like Aston Villa and Leicester. You know, I've already just named eight teams there. That, yes. it's, it, it's, it's really, really, really tight. So, you know, it's it's going to be an interesting... It's going to be a very tight league this year in the Premier League. Yes. Yeah. Oh, I think it is. Mm. Uh, again, I mean, to me, I'm doing a show on Tuesday and I'm having a fan on from most of the clubs and mm. we're going to try and predict where we're going to finish. And, you know, I, I no, no um, spoiler alert, but I haven't got us in the top four. Like mm. I say, it's the, it's the breaking into that. And, and, you know, we're still new to this. You're talking about clubs that have been up there. You know, Man City have been up there for seasons now. Man United, well, we know their history is along with Liverpool. You know, mm. we've only been like this for a few seasons, you know. But I think the fact that you've got fans from other clubs saying these sort of things just basically just shows maybe they're worried about us. Who knows? Who knows? Mm. But, uh, but looking at you last season, I mean, like I said, I, I said before we came on air, I can't see a reason, and Ant agreed with me, why QPR can't be up there battling. Look, I, I think we we knew after the uh, after the. I mean, last season it was a, literally a tale of two stories. Really, we 
first half of the season, we were struggling, bottom of the table, well, not bottom of the table, but you know, I think we were 19th from the table. You know, everyone's saying Warburton out. I was a Warburton out because I'm sorry, it's a results-based industry. And if you're not getting the results, you know, I'm one of those people you, you'll see, I don't think you're good enough for the job. But we signed four loanees in, in January who we signed on permanent deals now and they completely changed our season around. And I think in the form table, we were third in the championship. So to jump from 19th to 9th, you know, I think we were seven points off the playoffs and we, we dropped some silly points even in the second half of the season. Yeah. We could have been in the playoffs ourselves. You know, we could have been in the Premier League. It's almost like we could have, you know, if we actually had a good first half of the season, who knows where we might have been. Um, mm-hmm. But obviously, like I said, this season, we signed those low knees back on permanent deals. We've, at, we've signed a few uh, other players as well. You know, we, all our business is done. Our business is done now which I yeah. think is quite rare, you know, for championship clubs to get their business done really early. Um, and now it's just, I mean, the season starts next week against Millwall. It's just everyone can't wait. And, you know, I'm, I'm one of those people. I cannot wait. And hopefully, but the, th- this is the one thing I was talking, I was talking to my dad about. I said, you know, I don't want, if, if some results at start of the season don't go away, I can already see on Twitter and on Instagram and stuff the sort of meltdown that there's going to be, you know, oh, you know, may, maybe... Uh, Warburton isn't the right one, you know, because there's so much expectation now. I don't want them to put the pressure on the players and the managers because our budget compared to the others in the league is, I think we've got the 13th or 14th lowest budget in the league. And um, that's about mid-table in terms of budget in in that division. So, and obviously we've had FFP in the past, so we still can't spend, you know, what we would want to. But we've used our academy really well. We've used our scouts really well. Uh, and, you know, now we're getting the coaches, you know, we're, the younger players that we're developing are playing the same way that if they were to play in the first team, they would play. So it's almost now, you know, if they, if you're in the under-23s, you get called up to play in the first team, you know how you're going to play. You know what yes. the philosophy is. So, uh, you know what, it's, it's all full, full steam ahead and, you know, I can't wait to, for the season to start now. You sound very much like a Leicester fan talking <laughs> about Leicester. And mm. talk there um, it says, you know, you are a big club, mate. No, we're not. Mm. <laughs> you know, phone Sky up talk and tell Sky that we're a big club. Um, mm. Yes, we've achieved a lot over the last 10 years. We've also been in administration a couple of times. You know, mm. we were saved from administration a couple of times. Um has Rogers hit his ceiling? The thing is, what you what I think a lot of these are no disrespect to any of, of the fans because the fans that are coming on here, I talk to in other chats, have a lot of respect for them and their thoughts. But some fans of these clubs seem to think it's almost a god given right. Arsenal, I think, are the, the, are the most disillusional fans with hmm. respect to them. Is that you know, they've had one season where they've not qualified for Europe in 25 years, and it's a disaster. You know, mm. disasters going down to the third tier. Disasters having your club go into administration. Disaster mm. isn't finishing eighth for one season. It's like, you know, wake up and smell the coffee. Um, mm. Our ceiling is a lot lower than Man United's ceiling. You know, I we could, we could turn around to Man United uh, talk and say, well, you know, has Ole Gunnar Solskjaer hit his ceiling? You know, his ceiling is to always be the runner-up. You know, always yeah. get to the semi-finals. Um, what you've got to realise is, for Leicester fans, the majority of us, those, those of us that sort of you know haven't aren't wearing blue tinted spectacles, 
that you you know you get to the point where fifth is good for us. Mm. We are happy with fifth, um, but you know, like you say, it, it, it's uh, uh, different different you know limits. Like you said with with QPR, you know, I mean, you got a great manager there, Mark Warburton. He's been around. He's got the experience. Mm. Um, I think you said earlier about your defence, and I was looking, you scored 57 goals last season, but you let 55 in. Yeah, I mean, that, compared to the season before that, that looks really good. Because uh, we, when Walton's first season, the, we were just attack, 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 and just sort of almost like, I don't even think we had a defence that season. Yeah. Um, and then last year, we signed Rob Dickey uh, from Oxford, and he was... You know, I, I think we obviously we conceded a lot of goals in the first half of the season. Like, that was our problem. But um, I mean, I don't know what the the stats were for the second half of the season in terms of goals conceded, but it was a lot better than the first half. You know, and it, our defense has got better over recent seasons. But I think when you are playing a possession based, attacking based game that Walton wants to play, you are going to concede goals. You know, because you are putting pressure on them. But the best thing about our defenders, we do have a good mix in terms. Of we've got a you know a solid sort of what I call a no-nonsense centre-back. And then we've got two ball-playing centre-backs because we do play back three. So we do have a nice balance. It's just still... It isn't, the issue isn't with the back three. It's the space between the wing-back and, and, and the centre-backs. That's where the problem is because the wing-backs commit. And did you... you were, we said, I mean, up until the changes were made, you, you, know, you, you were almost running the game. And it was great for us. And, and it's weird to say that... Um, when you when you're two nil down, that you're thinking, great, it's it's good because <laughs> you're giving mm. us a game. You you're what we want pre-season. Um, but you know, when, when we made the changes, uh, I mean, Daka's first goal, he, he was just so calm. You know, mm. he ran into the space, and I, 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 he just he just knows where the goal is, didn't he? Did and did you st- obviously you know, thinking like shit? Here we go again. It's all mm. going to go go wrong. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I was when I always say two nil is the most dangerous scoreline to have, mm. you know, because once you let a pre, especially a Premier League team, a team who, who you know, won the FA Cup last season, very good team, get a goal, you're just asking for trouble almost. So, um, you know, I was sort of like, oh no, and then when that when the second goal went in, I was like, oh god, no, it is this is definitely you know, let's go and turn it around, and then. We score from the corner, and then you know, last minute, I, all I see is is, is Daka running, and then Dn comes out and takes him out. I was like, oh my god, you know, it's like you didn't have yeah. to do that. And that, I mean, that's the, you know, during the game, you, you know, there's a lot of tackles were going in, and I think had it been a league or, or a cup game or something like that, there'd have been a few cards handed out. But I know refs don't always like doing that because it is a preseason friendly. But yeah, that was. Yeah. Uh, that was a, a red card all the way, wasn't it? Oh, definitely. Yeah, I'm not doubting it was. You know, I, the best thing is I'm happy it happens in preseason because then you learn. That's the best thing about preseason. You learn. Okay, in that scenario, a player of that kind, a player with that sort of pace and physicality and very clever, you know, he's going to knock the ball out of the way, so you're going to end up taking out the man. And um, look, I have a. I was I was a bit concerned because we were playing two in midfield and you were playing three. And I look at the three that you had, you know, and you know, I'm thinking, oh my god, that was that was probably what I was most scared about was that your midfield. But I thought into our midfield matched yours. I'm going to be honest. I thought most of your most of your threat actually came from sort of more like 
sort of Ricardo and, and Bertrand sort of giving them a bit, giving you a bit more yeah. width. I thought Iosi Perez was um, probably the poorest player on the pitch yesterday. Um, <laughs> oh, no, no. You, you, you'll feed into the, into the Perez haters. Uh, I'm, I'm not a Perez hater because here. I was sitting where, because I mean, he, he was sort of more on the, um, on mm. the uh, right-hand side. And I was actually, I was sitting in the stand where he was playing, especially in the first half. And he just didn't, I don't know what it is because I really like Iosi Perez. You know, I've, I've watched him at Newcastle. And, you know, I've, he, he's done well. In parts at Leicester, I don't think he's been the most consistent he, he could have been, but I just sort of question. I don't. What's his best position? Because I know he's been played as a centre forward at times. He's been played out on the right. I, I don't. But Brendan he... brought him. He was one of Brendan's early signings, and he just went. He, he had a thirty million buyout clause at Newcastle, mm. and he went in and paid the thirty million. Basically, he likes him because he, he's kind of. You, he, he said he's the first line of our defence. You know, mm. he, he defends high up the field, you know. Uh, the poor guy, he's up against a lot of other players for similar positions. He's played out on the wing a lot because we haven't really got a, a right winger, uh, mm. although we've got Mark O'Brien, but we've talked about his age and what have you. So he's not always played in his best position. The funny thing with Leicester is we like to have a player to hate Mm. We've got to have one of the squad. It used to be Ben Chilwell, uh, who, you know, he was England's left back, but apparently he was rubbish for Leicester, if you listen to a lot of Leicester fans. Mm. We lost, our, you know, our two previous pre-season games, and it was all oh, the pre-season games. We, you know, we only drew yesterday, and it was like, oh, Perez was rubbish. What was Perez doing on? But in mm. fairness, it was his first 60 minutes of football. Mm. You know, he hadn't played in any of the previous games. So Brendan likes him for whatever reason. And you have to, you know, trust the process as Arsenal fans like <laughs> you know, and oh. stick with him. Whether mm. we like him or not, Brendan likes him. And of course he, he's the man. Mm. One player I was so impressed with, and I mean it was great to see Barnes back. Mm, definitely. It was, yeah, I mean, you know, again he, he wasn't his full self, you could see that, but a couple of times he just ran at your defence and mm. you know he caused so many problems. But Kieran Dewsbury Hall, mm. he he's been on loan last season at Luton. You you don't know if you sort you know played mm. yourselves possibly when he was at Luton. Um Academy player, his emergence could actually be good should say uh, Madison decide that he wants to move down to London. Um, he was, and he had a good game and got, obviously got the first goal, but you know, you, you're talking, it's a pre-season friendly. There's a young guy here. He won all the awards from Luton town last season. He's back in Leicester. He's playing for his club. Uh, he scores a goal two one down in a friendly. What's he do? He picks the ball up, runs it back to the halfway line and puts mm. it on the spot because he wanted to get more. That's what, as fans, we want to see, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, look, I saw him at Luton last year when they played when they played against us. Um, when I was watching it, you know, he's a a young player who wants to now see what well, he wants to play first team football. He doesn't want to go out on loan again, and he's good enough. And I think, like I said, I don't see. I mean, I think your midfield is probably the strongest part of your team, you know, mm. and it's, it'd be difficult for him, but. You know, I, I was reading something that Brendan said. He said he's probably, you know, he's worked extremely hard. He's been fantastic in pre-season. You know, he's definitely keeping him this year. So, and obviously with all the competitions that you're in, and obviously, you know, he will get he will get game time. It will be difficult for him. But, you know, yesterday I thought he was superb. He came on that midfield really well. You know, he played some really good passes. He scored. You know, he, 
his obviously and because I was right next to the pitch, I was in the front row, and I can hear the players, and he was shouting a lot. He, he you know, he doesn't yeah. take a lot of crap on the pitch. You know, he is he he gives it his all. He's obviously he still needs to develop in certain parts of his game. You know, probably more of his defensive side of his game. I mean, I think he's more sort of like a midfielder who wants to get forward and make things happen. But you know, he I can't see. You know, I don't. Do I think he can do really well for Leicester? That's a question. He do well in the Premier League, but maybe not for a team as high up as Leicester. Maybe more someone, you know, maybe you look at someone like Aston Villa or maybe even a team like West Ham, maybe, you know, a team who's sort of up there, but not, you know, challenging or want mm. to win stuff like Leicester. You know, that's what I think Leicester's next step is. Obviously, they want to win the FA Cup again, you mm. know, and I, I just want to go back to your point. You could, I know you say you don't count yourself as a top club, but, you know, I think... Because you were so close to getting Champions League twice, I think that's where sort of people are saying, well, you bottled it. Because, well, you did bottle it, even though you weren't maybe expected to be up there for so long. I think because you were so close to getting it on two occasions, that's where it's like, mm. well, maybe they did bottle it. But if you, if, you know, if you were fifth for most of the season or, or sixth, whatever, getting Europa League, I think a lot of people from other clubs would be like, you know, it's a fantastic season for Leicester, brilliant. But because you were so close and you missed out, twice in a row it's sort of like okay yeah maybe there is a sort of pattern happening here so I think there is no reason why Leicester can't finish top four so it will be difficult whether they do it via champion uh, by Europa League when they win that or they finish in the top four I think that has to be an expectation for the season if you want to improve which you know Leicester do want to get better <sighs> I, 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 I kind of get what you're saying. It, it is this word bottling it <laughs> that, mm. that, that tends to wind Leicester players up. Uh, Leicester players, Leicester fans, I should say, up. And I think it's just, would I prefer to be top four all season and finish fifth? Or would I prefer to be mid-season all table and have a good run at the end and finish fifth? Mm. It certainly is what we are doing and this is the expectations like I said, this is it down to expectations if we were arsenal last season you know and that happened and they had a mm. couple of seasons where it happened to them yes because they expect more as leicester fans certainly for myself we don't expect it now yes we're going to grow and we're going to grow and we're going to grow but it's like when we won the um premier league it you know it you could see that the other clubs were almost imploding. Manchester City announcing they were sacking the manager with a mm. third of the season left. That that was never a good move. You know, you'd got Liverpool would be in Liverpool, Spurs would be imploding. But once we won it, my God, they spent a fortune to make sure we weren't going to do it again. You know, mm. and uh, I just, it is a process. It is a, I mean, look how many times we were in the FA Cup before we won it. You know, and, yeah, yeah. You know, is you know we you know we have won. We won the Premier League in fifteen sixteen and the FA Cup in twenty twenty one. That's great for Leicester, but mm. again, you know, if if that was Man, you know, Man United, they're moaning because they've not won anything in years. Mm. I mean, just going back to um, where are we here? I can't. I know if I can find it now, but I think it was Static was saying, or or, or possibly I think it might have been Talk MU. That you know, they're going to find out about Ole Gunnar Solskjaer's ceiling this season. You mm. know, I think yes, he signed a new three-year contract, which I joke means another three years of being second best for Man United. Mm. But he's got you know they, they've got to look and think. Well, hang on, what have we won for the past four or five seasons? 
zilch, basically. Mm. But the problem is when you've got clubs like Man United, there's a lot of Man United fans that won't remember how bad they used to be mm. pre-Ferguson, you know. And yes, they were amazing under Ferguson, but I can remember when Man United couldn't win a thing apart from the odd FA Cup. So it's all about perspective, I think, and 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 what you know what you expect. I I I would be happy with another season like this season. And just going on what you were saying about here and Dewsbury Hall, it was an excellent point that you made about that. But I think for Leicester, we're in four competitions again next season. Mm. And we came short this season, which is why we're going out and adding these players to the squad to, to improve the squad. And whilst KDH may maybe not good enough, or, or, or I think he is personally, but good enough to a regular spot in the Premier team, Premier League team, mm. he, he'd be good enough for you know one of the cups. Yeah, yeah. And Europa. I mean, you know, the thing we've got is with the youth is we've got players. Look at Luke Thomas. I mean, yes, we bought Ryan Bertrand because mm. James is out till um, probably December. Mm. And Luke Thomas is a bit young to be maybe competing in four, four again, four competitions. But, you know, this is a player who has won an FA Cup at 19, mm. has played in Europe at 19, has scored in Europe at 19, and was confident enough to be running up behind Jamie Vardy against Man United, shouting him to leave the ball because he wanted to have a shot on goal. And when he went on and scored, <laughs> so, mm. you know, it, it's... Sometimes you do have to go sort of with the youth and, uh, uh, and what have you. Um, somebody here was saying, was the, we're talking about having a player that you dislike. Did Leicester have a player that we disliked when we won the Premier League? I can't think if there was one, to be honest hmm. with you. Um, you know, how can you dislike any player that wins you the Premier League? Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> it, uh, <laughs> that was a, a different season. But, uh, but no, but... I, I I was just I just would love you to, to, to do well this season. You played so well. Um you gave us a really tough game. Um but I just I just hope you can and yeah, you you have got a good manager. You mm. have got a, a, a nice man. You you never stopped, and that was what I was impressed with you. You know, you weren't phased by the fact that oh this is the FA Cup winners coming to play us. You just mm. came out and you you came at us. Yeah, I mean, the one thing now that I've learned with this QPR team and the manager that we've got is the camaraderie, the, the, it's, we, it's for once, for a long, long time at QPR, we don't have individuals, we have a team. And I think when you've got a team, it doesn't really matter how good your players are. If you work as a team and you fight as a team, when you win a game of football or, you know, I know, I think um, Mark Wilson said it, I think against, at half time against Man United when we won, won when it was 1-1, uh, Lee Wallace, who's our captain, went in and he went absolutely crazy. He says, if you think that's okay, you're absolutely wrong. You are not walking off this pitch until you get that win. This is against Man United. And we go out and we do them 4-2. You know, that's the sort of mindset of the club now. You know, when we lose as a team, it hurts. When we win as a team, it, it feels fantastic. And, you know, I think it's about time that the te teams like Burnley and stuff sort of drop out the league because... For me, for me, I don't even know how they're still there, to be honest. But um, yeah, Ooh, um, controversial yeah. to, to someone no, that lived there for twenty years. <laughs> no, I just, I just feel now um, it. You know, you see, there's a lot of sort of good footballing teams in the Championship now, and you look at some of the teams in the Premier League and some of the football they play. You look, I mean, like Burnley as an example. 
or Newcastle even, just so negative and defensive. And you think, you know, you've been in the Premier League for how many years now? You know, and you're not even sort of trying to compete. You're just sort of soaking up the pressure. And when you get an odd set piece, you know, fingers crossed you score. Whereas teams like QPR will go up and we might not sign all these fantastic players, but we will compete. We will, mm. we won't, you know, sit back against Man City and be like, okay, come on. Obviously, we will at times, but we will try and play through them. We will press from the front. You know, we will be, we will try and play on the front foot. That's the team that we've got now. And that's down to the, the coaches and, and obviously the, the board who's given, you know, the manager what he wants. So, and obviously the fans are all behind it as well. So, there isn't a separation between all those things. Everyone's together. So, that's the best thing about QPR at the moment. Who owns you now? Because you've had some pretty rich owners recently. Yeah, well, we, we used to have obviously Bernie, Bernie Eccleston and... Uh, yeah. And whatnot, but they sold the club in 2012 to Tony Fernandez, who's the owner of uh, Air, Air Asia. Yeah. Um, and then, but he sort of he still owns a majority share, but he sort of took a step back. And uh, our new owner, well, he's well, he he bought the club with Tony Fernandez is uh, Amit Bhatia, who is a massive steel magnate in India, one of the richest men in India. Um, well, his uncle actually bought it, but obviously he sort of makes sure everything's all right in the club. And obviously, yeah. he he's sort of been the only person, even when things haven't been good in the last few years, sort of been the one who's been sort of like the, the bridge between the fans and the board. Mm-hmm. But obviously, he, he's now the chairman and, and the owner. So, look, fantastic. And he's still relatively young, but he cares about the football club. So, yeah, obviously, yeah, he, he's a, he's a wonderful man. Yeah, um, I agree with you. In fair, <laughs> I used to say that a lot about Wigan, mm. and I don't. I, I love to see, and I, and I, as I say, as I've said many times, I don't count Leicester as a big club, but no disrespect to them, but I love to see the underdog type clubs come up, mm. like Brentford this season, and I hope they do really well. Sheffield United a couple of seasons ago come up and give it a go, and I love to see the big boys occasionally get their arses whipped and go mm. down. and I used, to th- I used to think that with Wigan. I mean, with Wigan, when they're in the Premier League, they were always just staying up on the last few games. They were mm. never... I mean, at least Burnley, in, in, in respect to them, did actually manage to get into Europe one season. But I know what you mean. You know, these... Newcastle, they're all, you know, things stand at the moment. Unless they sell and get some, you know, better, better investment and, and maybe a better manager, they would argue, that they'll be there. Yet, you know... Let these other clubs come up and have a go. Munzi's saying there, going back to the Ollie point, if he doesn't win a cup, um, he'll be gone. I think he's going to win something for you now. Mm-hmm. I really, re- re- really do. Um, uh, Staus, you see, Statics made the point here. Um, I'll be interested to see if Leicester will learn the lesson and be consistent in the league for the new season. Mm-hmm. I mean, we were consistent for 37 game weeks it was just the 38th game week <laughs> the problem i would and i'm not using this as an excuse i'm really not but i think there's the covid situation for the last season and a half has totally and absolutely buggered not just leicester but every club up and i think mm. it's been really hard to judge managers and to judge teams and players on this last two so in this last season no team had a proper pre-season you know, it was a few weeks and then we were back into it and then there was every team had injuries. But um, 
I can say static. In consistent, I think we were consistent. Like the season before last, when co you know, when we came back after COVID, when, when there was no games at all, that we were just rubbish and we, we hardly won at all. Mm. Last season, you know, we were there. Like I say, it was it's Tottenham Hotspur on the last day. God, I hate Tottenham Hotspur. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to know a player we hate, it's Harry Kane. He says less <laughs> when he plays plays for England, of course. Um Static's asking here if you um, would take back Clint Hill. Uh, if he was about 20 years younger, yeah, I would. Um, we all love Clint Hill. Is that Clint the Hill. Clint Hill that used to play for Tranmere? Uh, he, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think he was born up there. Yeah, he might, he might play the Tranmere when he was younger. Because yeah. Le- Leicester were in the in the we played Tranmere in the League Cup final mm. in 1999. I think it was 2000. And Clint Hill, I think maybe even got sent off for Tranmere. I'm not sure, but. <laughs> He, I'm sure he was he was in that team that we played. That was like last century. Mm. <laughs> uh, yeah. So yes, I, I see what you mean. If it is him, uh, mm. about um, about 20, <laughs> 20 years <laughs> younger, I, I would totally agree with you. Mm. Um, Scott says here, fifth place for the last two seasons seems consistent to me. What what these clubs? I think like the Man United. I mean, there were there were literally. 15 teams below us that would have swapped positions with us. Mm. And that's the thing. So, you know, Man United wouldn't... Chelsea were so lucky to, to sneak in. Liverpool had a really bad season, <laughs> but had a, a couple of good runs at the end. But um, but look, kind of, I'm, I'm, I want to thank you for coming on because I, I, I so admired your team yesterday and I, and I <laughs> really wish you the best for next season. First of all, with regards to QPR, where do you think you're going to finish next season? Oh, I think I'm going to put us down to finish second. I think we'll go up automatically. Yes. Well, I would. Look, on what I just saw, and I know it was only sort of 90 minutes, but on what I saw yesterday, I think you've got a good chance of doing that. Uh, mm. Although I must admit, I would love Bournemouth to come back up. Only because I live I live in Paul next to Bournemouth and it's like mm. a home game for me. Mm. <laughs> so I would love that. <laughs> what can you see Leicester doing next season? Look, they're gonna finish high again. Um I think they'll I think look, getting in the top four is so hard because there's so many teams that can sort of finish up there. I think they'll finish fourth. I think they'll sneak in this time. Mm. I don't think they won't win the FA Cup. I think, you know, that really is, you need a, I think obviously City will be back there or something, yeah. or even United. Um, and I, I think they'll go further in the Europa League. I don't think they'll get to the final, but I'm thinking more sort of quarter-final, semi-final type sort of finish for them. Yeah. Um, but, and yeah, what about I Europe? Think... I think we'll do well in the Europa League this season. I think, you know, I think it was Static or Talk said earlier, we'll... we'll, we'll... Uh, Brendan Rodgers learned his lessons. I mean, he's never done well in Europe. I don't think he's mm. ever got past the round of 16 with any either Liverpool, Celtic, and he certainly didn't with ourselves last season. I haven't, I'm having a sneaky bet on Leicester winning the Europa League, you know. I know it all depends who comes down for the Champions League, and I I hate that, the fact that, you know, I think if you, if you don't do well in the Champions League, you should just bugger off and you were crap and that was it. But mm. I, I think we could do well in the Europa League. Yeah, I don't see a reason why you can't, but you know, a couple of injuries might hinder that. Maybe that's the thing. But you do have depth, yeah. so you never know. Well, we're getting that depth. That's that's the thing. 
Connor, mm. thanks so much for coming on. Uh, and as um, Talk would say, you know, or static, I think I can't, can't, I can't they're, they're merging into one person, static and talk. <laughs> uh, they must be really happy to finally see you on camera. Oh, yeah, <laughs> uh, they're happy. <laughs> I've seen you a couple of times in chats, and I must admit, yeah, you you are that little that little circle of picture in the middle. Uh, you're not, uh, <laughs> you're seen, not seen you before. But hey, no, thanks for coming on. It's been brilliant. And like I say, really impressed with QPR. Good luck for next season, mate. And, uh, and hopefully we'll speak again soon. Yeah, you too. Cheers. Take care, stay safe, and all the best. See you later. And don't forget, so just give you uh, just give your social... Oh, he's gone. I was going to say just give your socials a shout-out again, but they're actually... Uh, is, is, uh, social is in the description below if you are on the uh, YouTube version of this. So um, you can click on him, give him a follow. What a nice guy. Uh, what a great guy. And I, I really am um, I really am impressed with QPR. I know it was only one game, but they gave us a game, you know. And, and you know, we, we kept most of our players on longer yesterday, but we got Villarreal on Wednesday. Mm, Man United, just for your interest, can we do what you couldn't do and beat Villarreal? If it goes to penalties... Are you going to lend us to Gaia? No, actually, don't lend us to Gaia if it goes to penalties, you know. Um, so, <laughs> Scott, just the last couple of comments here. Uh, Leicester need to achieve seventh or better and make good cup runs minimum. Quarterfinals in both, and same for Europa League. Uh, need to make quarterfinals or better. Uh, I mean, this is it. I mean, you know, I can remember Everton uh, when I used to watch Everton. I don't used to watch them, but used to follow the Premier League, obviously, uh, under David Moyes. And they would have what I would say was one good season, one bad season, one good season, one bad season. So, you know, I think, like you say, consistency is all the same. And if we finish top seventh, yeah, I'll take that. I really will. Uh, Static, thanks very much. Um, to take care, everybody. Thank you for that. Uh, Michael, David, whichever one you are, welcome. <laughs> David, you're going to have to explain, David, why you're Michael on YouTube. Uh, that confuses me every time. So if I call you, I should just call you Mr. Gamble, and that way I, I, I know what I'm doing. Um, let's just have a look. Any more comments coming in? Uh yeah, we think we said this before, and you're quite right there, Scott. Fifth place last two seasons seems consistent to me. Um, so, what's coming up? Well, tomorrow night we have the quiz. We do. Uh, we're back with a little bit of this. It's the Big Fat Football Quiz with Lesser Delight Guy TV. So you think you know your football? Well, let's see. Yes, indeed. We are back Monday night, and it's a double header as well. A double header on the quiz show. Um, we have got Chelsea Ankit coming in, Chelsea fan at seven o'clock. Um, he's going to see. Well, he's been a bit worried. He's been watching us, and he has been a little bit worried um, about doing this. So we're going to see where he comes. Liverpool top, Leicester second in the quiz league, and then Charlie. The 14-year-old Man City fan. But don't let his age put you off. He knows his stuff. He's on at 8.30 tomorrow night. And then on Tuesday, uh, Ant from Ant's Leicester, Sorry, Leicester City channel uh, is joining me. We're going to have a look back at all Leicester. 
last season's Leicester, next season's Leicester. And we're going to see, uh, it'd be great, be great to look back and be great to look forward as well. Um, so don't miss that. Monday night, the quiz, two shows. Tuesday night, the um, the Leicester uh, preview and review, as they say. And don't forget that this is still available on uh, the YouTube channel, and um, that's the transfer show we did with Fabrizio Romano in conjunction with the ME group that uh, have ME education, ME sports, sports in the community, and their memorabilia and merchandise site as well. Contact details are there on the panel, and uh, you can find them on ME group uk and find out who Fab thinks will be coming in, who Fab thinks will be going out. Um, we spoke Quebec, we spoke Berardi, we spoke James, we spoke Pierre at West Brom, my personal choice, Maitland Niles. What about Madison to Arsenal? You'd be surprised. You'd be surprised. Tune into that and uh, and you will see. Thanks so much again, once again, to Connor for coming on. We'll be, I'm back tonight on uh, Stephen Flatley's S Flatley TV on YouTube with Brad, and we'll be talking all things Leicester again there, looking toward next season. But thanks for joining us. Thanks for watching. It's been a bit of a uh, Sunday break here for us, and um, we will be back, like I say, Monday night. Please tune in then. Thanks for watching, guys. Stay safe. Don't do anything I wouldn't enjoy. Yeah, that leaves it open for you. Hello, Goodbye. Matt Elliott here. Be sure to watch Leicester Till I Die TV on YouTube and follow all their social media platforms for the latest updates and news on Leicester City Football Club. Thanks for watching Leicester Till I Die. This is Chris saying goodbye and see you next time. Podcast Network. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order delivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.